Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, she gave birth to how many of those? Again? (sighs) And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. And welcome back to our Cheaper by the Dozen series where we finally land on uh, the one that you were probably thinking we were going to talk about <laughs> at the start, uh, the Steve Martin Cheaper by the Dozen remake uh, from, I was about Reboot. to say, from 1950. Yeah. yeah. Reboot from uh, 2003. Everyone's favorite circa Steve Circa 1992. Because that's when this movie feels like it's from watching it now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very old. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're just, uh, I think just a couple weeks away now from the brand new cheaper by the dozen that's coming out that hopefully feels like it's from 2022, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you never know these days. And uh, we're also currently right in the middle of reacher by the dozen, which is on Amazon prime. <laughs> by the way, I looked it up. There's only nine episodes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> there's three bonus episodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're a prime extra man, that's right. <laughs> you get extra Episode. Only um, on uh, Blue Origin. You get to see those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, before we get too far into things this week, uh, Elus, where can people reach out to us? You can email us at sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And please rate and review us wherever you're listening to us right now. And if you've already done that, uh, send an episode to a friend or send us an email. Let us know uh, what we should be doing next. We're coming up towards the end of the Cheaper by the Dozen series. And uh, we're always going to need new franchises. Although Hollywood is not uh, letting up on these. This is like the halfway point. How is it the... Like, we're almost done. Okay. <laughs> He's just trying to, that's all the right, mantra right, for every franchise. Forward. Like, you, yeah. we're almost done, we're you guys. All, yeah, right. There's not 12 oh, more. Sure, we're sure. almost done. There's two more, right? Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, actually, Tyler, I found like six more. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. you agree. Oh, it's, those, it's those bonus episodes. But we found six more yeah. Cheaper by the Dozen movies, and we have to do them. Sorry. They were cheaper that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. How are there not 12 movies <laughs> yet? Oh, God. Anyways, uh, if you were here, uh, you know, if you're a longtime listener, thanks for being here. Uh, If you're brand new, thanks for joining us, and we hope you stick around as I'm about to play this very real trailer. On this quiet street, in this ordinary house, something has grown out of control. It has the strength of an army. And an appetite that can never be satisfied. Now, there's only one man who can face it. <coughs> and it's not him. <coughs> this Christmas, 12 kids? That's nuts. The more. The scarier. That's gotta hurt. <laughs> Featuring uh, the Fountains of Wayne cover of yes. The Beatles' Help. <laughs> totally worth all that money. <laughs> uh, which is, I imagine, when I heard that in the movie, I was, I was like, wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's like a lot of songs in the movie. Yes, there as, is. As I'm sure we'll talk about. But yeah, this is the 2003 uh, reboot remake, as we were mentioning, by director Sean Levy. Who cameos in the film. 
Yeah. And who, you know, uh, you, you may remember from the very recent hit uh, Free Guy. For good. Now on Disney+. Plus. This is also on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. For Guy. Also, I do work for Disney very indirectly. My <laughs> opinions right. represent nothing and no one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no one even knows who you are. Yep. Jokes. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so this was a very popular release. Uh, as you may have noticed uh, by the end of the film, it uh, was released around Christmas time, mm-hmm. 2003, and it, it, uh, it, it made a lot of money, $190 million. Wow. So I think, you know, like I said in the beginning, uh, oftentimes if you talk about Cheaper by the Dozen, people are, are going to, I think, quickly think of this movie, mm-hmm. if not the book first. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the new one's coming out on Disney Plus, and this kind of movie will never be in theaters again, maybe, in yeah, our lifetimes. That's true. It is really interesting, because like, I made the joke earlier about it feeling like it's from 1992, and it definitely has that John Hughes, Steve Martin, you yeah. know, it feels like it was made two decades before this. Um, it definitely feels, like, I had that same thought, too. I was like, it definitely feels like they're trying to capture that, like, Home yes. Alone feeling even though it's not like a full christmas movie or anything but yeah like, the feel-good family movie yeah and it even takes place in chicago for part of it so mm-hmm. you know <laughs> well, and the casting is like you get everybody because like the parents are like oh steve martin bonnie hunt okay yeah. and then like the older teens like oh tom welling and piper bear but coyote yeah. ugly yeah. heck yeah the, the, Ooh, an uncredited ooh. sam winchester yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's see mcguire oh my bad. god call me that. and then the yeah. little kids even like uh what's her name allison stoner mm-hmm. she used to do all the interstitials on disney channel all of them is mike super's short show and she would mm-hmm. promote every single movie and thing and everything that came out and dog people are like, ooh, a dog. Right. You know, there's something for everybody. You're right. I, I was thinking this whole movie, uh, you know, this. I think this movie came out while I was, I probably already mentioned this, while I was still working at the movie theater. But I feel like this was a quintess- quintessential, uh, like, take your parents to see this movie. Because, mm-hmm. like, your dads are probably going to be like, this was the funniest movie, and it's a great family film. This uh, was at the peak of my pretension, I think. Maybe not quite the peak, but near the apex. And I never saw this movie. Uh, <laughs> you were too busy seeing Return of the King for the fourth that, Yep, that's right. <laughs> I mean, it really comes at the tail end of a just absolutely exhausted trope where they have to keep upping the ante because it's not appropriate anymore mm-hmm. of the beleaguered dad that can't raise his own mm-hmm. kids. So it's like, oh, there's a dog at the house, Beethoven. I can't <laughs> deal with this. Or like, oh, my... Kids are divorced. I gotta, or my family's divorced. I gotta deal with it by dressing up as a woman. Oh, it's so hard to take care of my kids. We have a Wayne Knight infestation. Yeah, that's how they finally, finally, they're like, all right, twelve kids. Like nobody can say that it's sexist that this dad can't raise twelve kids. Nobody can do that by themselves. No one. No one. And yeah, I think, you know, I had mentioned I had this question about whether it was gonna continue to be twelve kids or just twelve family members, and it's twelve kids again. Twelve kids. Yeah, it uh, it really is like the end of this because there's nowhere else to go. Like yeah. because at the, after this, they're like, you know what, dad's got to raise their kids. It is <laughs> if you if you father them, yeah, gotta raise them. It doesn't matter how many there are. It's not funny. We don't want to see any more movies about it. You got to deal. Yeah, and that's why Michael Keaton wasn't in a movie for about ten years. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why he needed a better job if it's cheaper by the it dozen. Mm. He, they could have just stayed in the original house. That's right. <laughs> Oh man. Well, yeah. So the, the setup is, you know, this one, everywhere you read, it's like, you know, very loosely based on the original book and, 
you know, having now seen the original film, you can see some of the same things like coming through, but yeah, it's not, you know, uh, at this point, they're like, no one uh, even knows what an industrial engineer does. Let's have the parents have real like okay. jobs. Yeah. People know about like football oh. and authors. Author. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did really enjoy um, one parallel through the previous films is that Ashton Kutcher's character <laughs> yes. is basically like the the hot rod and pimp uh, yeah. from yeah. the second movie, He's where got- all of the kids run him out of the house. Yes, I mean, yeah, that's another just family film classic. Let's run the the oldest daughter's boyfriend out of the house. Yep. And he's got that like weird car that everyone's like, what the fuck is that with that Driving car? gloves. Ugh, driving yeah. gloves. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like instant tool. To, unless you're a driver who is constantly driving people, you don't need driving but gloves. But my hands get chapped, uh, They get chapped on the, on the wheel. The wheel is warm. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> Not so much in Chicago all the yeah. time. But yeah. Uh, um. Uh, so yeah, Justin mentioned that they're football coach and uh, author. One thing I did like about this movie is that they you know, they do this fast little prologue. We see that the mom wrote for the Chicago Tribune at one point, and he was a football coach, and they decided to settle down in a small town and kind of have a, a quieter life and, and have their family. And part of the tension that comes from this movie is both of them deciding, you know, we, ha- we want a little bit more professional ambition. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think it's an interesting tension for an interesting choice too for older families, older people uh, trying to be like, yeah, like I want to do, there's something more for me to do here. And I don't necessarily love the moral of what happens with this. But the, it still feels too late. Yeah. Like 2003, it's like we already had this thing about working moms. Like we already did yep. this. Why yeah. is this like... Why is it novel that she needs to go promote her novel? For two weeks. <laughs> yeah. For like, for two fucking weeks. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Also, yeah, it, it's one of those things where they do, the, they do the scene where he can't call in the nannies, but all of these kids, half of them are old enough to babysit. <laughs> well, and it's like, just hire two nannies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just be like, oh, okay, well then we'll take two from your right. service, you know, or three, four, whatever it takes, you know, like, ugh. like even, even the, uh, when they were destitute and poor and bells on their toes, they yeah. had, a, they had some help. Right. There's, there's actually an entire deleted, uh, na- uh, oh, babysitter nanny. sequence. Yeah. Okay. That's like a full sequence where they hire that he hires this old lady and she's like, I got this and he leaves, but then stays to watch what happens. And the kids like try to, um, you know, string her up and all this. Stuff. That's crazy that they would cut out a Robin Williams cameo. <laughs> Put a frog. In the <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. He's down firing again. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, at least I, at least I did like that. Uh, Bonnie hunt gets more to do than, uh, yeah. Myrna Loy in the original film. I think, um, and she has to wait for her sequel to have like a full thing, but I feel like, I think she's great in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. But it, honestly, though, even in the first Cheaper by the Dozen, it, there was never a question about whether or not the mom should work. Right. It was just yeah. like, we both work, and that's yeah. it. You know? <laughs> like, uh. yeah. yeah. Did the mom work in the first movie? Yes. Yeah. They were. They both worked yeah. together. Okay. Like, right. her name wasn't... <laughs> It was like that her name wasn't as right. like on the you know the front of the door on the company, and that's why when he died it was harder. But no, she she was a doctor. She was a, a psychologist right. the entire time. As, as they just didn't want her afterwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah, 
<laughs> as we're kind of talking about the relationship, one thing I do like about this movie is that in the second act, third act, you know, when when tension's rising, they do bicker like a couple mm-hmm. and are kind of like short and a little bit mean to each other, but in a in a real way. And I feel like that in a lot of ways that the John Hughes movies are good at that was surprising in this kind of paved over glossy highlights version of that story. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the big difference obviously is that these kids are a nightmare. Like the, mm-hmm. the, yes. the Gilbreth kids were a well-oiled machine and yeah, they had their conflicts and their mm-hmm. rebellions here and there, but uh, they always worked within the uh, system that Mr. Gilbreth had kind of created. Like when they wanted to pull one over on the parents, they did it in the town hall meeting, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but these kids are just, you know, wild and, crazy and it's so hilarious how poorly behaved they <laughs> actually, are actually terrifying well i was like terrifying. yeah i was like i i i like that about this movie because i feel right. like this I, I you know i feel like if you actually had 12 kids it's not going to be like the gilbreths yeah for the Papa. Most, most of the times where they're all like very like regimented and controlled and he whistles and they come down i, I feel like nut cheerios this week <laughs> yeah i feel like that many kids it's gonna be more like what we see here yeah <laughs> at least i mean i mean, I mean depending that, yeah yeah i just feel like the the regimented uh children would be the outliers yeah. i would think especially these days with uh depends how well you can break their will with the internet and everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, I feel like this movie does a great job of capturing uh, the chaos of having 12 kids. And also, like, I assume that that chaos extended to on set because it just looks like there's a scene where, like, Steve Martin, you know, know, eventually is having to watch the kids by himself. And there's just, like, it's like this long scene of him going through the house. And there's, like, you know, it's like a fun house of, like, insanity popping off and different windows in the house and people running over and things are thrown at him. I just was having fun imagining the people offset like, all right, throw the frisbee. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Throw this ball at his face and now hang the kid, hang the kid out the window in the back and like, okay, now that same kid come running through the other way. My, yeah. my favorite thing about the, this movie has a blooper reel as these movies do. Yes. And we see that a lot of the kids were not having fun making this movie, but then we also see how much Steve Martin was phoned in. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where he's doing the line and he's just reading it offline. And they're like, Steve, you're on camera here. <laughs> like, oh, I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's still great in the movie. And I don't think that that's actually phoning it in, but. I'm sure there are a he lot of paid. instances, but one that is in the IMDb trivia of like the kids just did this, so they happened to film it. And it wasn't in the script. Is the two youngest twin boys pouring the dog food out like in that giant <laughs> like you know Costco sized bag and trying yeah. to pour it in, and it just goes everywhere. Apparently, they just did that. They were like, "Let's oh, give the dog food," and somebody was like, <laughs> "Click," <laughs> and got it all on camera. That's so funny. So. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I would imagine it would be a nightmare of those scenes where all the kids are in the same scene wrangling everybody. Yeah, making movies with kids is very not fun. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you see them, you know, they're doing, they're being good actors in the movie, but then, yeah, the bloopers reel is interesting because you get to see them, like, just oh, being yeah. kids, and you're like, oh, yeah, these were just kids being like, I'm the, like those kids, the twins being yeah. like, but I don't feel angry right now. Like, yeah. I'm done with this. I don't well, and most of the younger ones are all still, like, best friends. Oh, yeah. at, like, even though they're all, like, in their late 20s and early 30s, they're all like, oh, over cool. each other's Instagrams and in business together and all these things. And most of the boys, uh, like, stayed involved with extreme sports. Like, they're all skateboarders now. <laughs> That's right. Like you'll you'll hear eventually. <laughs> right. I guess I'm sure they got like 
some real training or at least got to see, mm-hmm. you know, very small stunt people doing right. all the stuff that they were doing. Well, so. any movie from this time had Tony Hawk as an onset consultant. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Little known Hollywood fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, we were talking about Steve Martin phoning it in a little bit and like one of the like key criticisms I, everywhere over the internet, unless you're like a fan of this movie is like that. It's not very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would tend to agree. Like I did, there was only one, I think there was one moment where I like actually laughed out loud and it was the, uh, My latte! <laughs> <laughs> the, the latte moment. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes no sense because that was the elementary school. (laughs) And that was like, they're drinking caribou coffee, which you can can actually. Oh my God, there's so much product placement in this movie, too. Speaking of product placement, this is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite (laughs) movies of shooting LA for the Midwest because Uh they do such a shit job of it. (laughs) Uh, there's, There's one scene. Where Bonnie Hunt is going down the escalator in Union Station at Patasaurus Plaza, and it's just it's very obviously it's the sandstone escalator. Uh, but what they did is they just put a Garrett's popcorn sign. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the Garrett's popcorn sign, but I didn't pay attention. It's like, like oh, it's like oh, God damn it, it worked. That's how you know it's Chicago. <laughs> and then yep, yep. the same thing where Steve Martin runs out onto the, oh, the yeah. train platform. It literally just says Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, can we really make Union Station look it's like, like all public? Wouldn't he be trans- running to the <laughs> other direction? I know. Yeah, I he like, would be. He's going down the wrong tunnel. So can, can we really make this like pass for for the Midwest? Yeah, we'll buy two signs. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, I did have that thought when that was happening. I was like, I thought they were in Chicago already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, and movie the ha- mistakes. The house is clearly in Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the Garrett's popcorn thing was the, uh, it brought me so much joy. <laughs> That's all you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. At uh, least they got an actual brand and it didn't say like yes. deep dish pizza or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get, I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, I think, you know, one of the things I mentioned last week too, thinking about this movie is I was interested in, you know, maybe we would uh, get to see more of the lives of the kids and like what the kids are like instead of just like really focusing on, you know, only the eldest children and like the mom or dad or whatever. So what you guys, how did you guys feel like this movie was? I was really excited to see the bartending job that Piper Parapu had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were. Freaking... Yeah, we have one kid who's already left the house. Right. She uh, was totally lying about the ad agency. Yeah, yeah, it was coyote yeah, yeah. ugly. Yeah. Can't yeah. fight that moonlight. Um, yeah. I did love it. I got a job at an ad agency, Dad. Like, I can't like, that's help what anymore. I came here to say, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I liked the Allison Stoner evil child. Yeah. <laughs> she was fun. Everyone got their moments. Yeah. And I feel like you get to know at least something about all of their personalities, except maybe the twin girls. Yeah. Like they had a big scene, this yeah. showcase scene with the bandaid and the food or whatever, but it didn't really tell me anything about them, but everybody else you're like, Oh yeah, that's the, this kid and yeah. that kid. I almost feel like this movie flips it a little bit more where like, for me, I was like, oh, man, there's, like, long swaths where, like, the older kids are just not even there. Right, because all, all of them the- are semi-famous yeah. and couldn't. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, yeah, I was like, you know, Hilary Duff is there, and it's kind of like, what is her character? There's nothing to her character at all. She's just always like, I don't want to wear She's opportunistic, clothes. but then she has a heart of gold is what 
yeah. that's her arc, which yeah. is okay. uh, about <laughs> ten degrees. Yeah. yeah. And Tom Welling's character too is just like, oh, I'm getting bullied. Dad, I like you very much. Yeah. <laughs> the worst part my of that. My girlfriend's in Midland. It's <laughs> just like, I'm, I'm going to be on the football team. You guys need a quarterback? And get, the coach is just like, you're on defense, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. And don't wear that goddamn hat. Okay, <laughs> honestly, like that, I knew you were going to make fun of that moment. But at USC, like that was one of the first things that people like haze you about when you yeah. get to band. It's like no more high school shit. Like I don't care what your high High school mascot was or the name of your high school or what your high school band did don't wear any of that stuff and you can't wear any other colleges and you can't wear anything blue and it's like this whole but he thing was still in high school right yeah but I mean, <laughs> no rival high school stuff. it was i don't even think it was a rival high school well, but yeah. still you know that'd be like going to usc and then somebody being like don't wear that shirt from Pasadena Community College or something, you know. Like, I don't Here, know. Here's a question I have for you guys. If you were going to a new high school and you were getting bullied and uh, they were going to, someone was going to fill your locker with something, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, would it be a bunch of poker chips, you Vegas piece of shit? Get out of here, guy from Vegas. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I would be like oranges from Orange County or maybe a bunch of like, Disneyland souvenirs, sand maybe. I was thinking about that. True, everybody hates sand. Everybody hates sand. Mine probably would have been like cheese heads at one point. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It'd be funny to fill locker with cheese. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and delicious. Get out of here, Scotty. Yeah, Yeah. I got in trouble for high school for stuffing a, a guy's instrument cubby with completely unused, like completely clean pads and tampons from the 99 cent store. That is disgusting. Yeah, because (laughs) it's so gross. Like, we took it too far. They toilet papered my house, but because we used pads and tampons, we took it too far. Anyways. Yeah, that's messed (laughs) up. That is bullshit. I know. (laughs) We would would steal a lot of the free... Adult entertainment. Uh, oh, those little cards, cards. That they hand you on the street oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and magazines, and then we would uh, we we got some retribution toilet papering. Um, yeah, all right. nice, nice. I'm sorry for any parents' houses that that had to happen to in high school. I apologize. Hey, but at least it was only regular toilet paper and not feminine <laughs> products. I mean, it was pornography, <laughs> but I mean, it was free though. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Um, we were talking about some of the fun little cameos that were in here. Um, we got a cameo from Dax Shepard as well yes. as camera guy and segment producer. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Oprah? Like, it is really funny when they first walked in, I was like, are these actually the right guys? <laughs> or is yeah. it like- I was like, is it going to be another sketchy <laughs> yeah. show? But it was also, it was also funny. Like I had seen this movie, but I don't remember the details. But when that happened, I was like, oh shit, is Oprah going to no, be No, I was like, there's no way Oprah's coming out. Something's going to happen. I didn't think so happen. either. I was like, well, they had Regis and Kelly. Like maybe? So, I don't so think this, so. Okay, so first of all, we'll take a diversion to the, the Regis thing. Yeah. Uh, Regis <laughs> says something completely egregious. And it's just like, well, great. Cool. Egregious Regis. Egregious Regis. <laughs> but also Regis and Kelly were like always part of the ABC family. That's Oprah true. syndicated. Where hers is true. And on different channels. We ah. think of it as ABC in Los Angeles. Yeah. But it's on different channels around the world. Well, I, yeah. As the movie is Oh, wait. What's ABC? It's 20th Century Fox at the time, huh? It was. Oh, okay. Never mind. Synergy. Yeah. <laughs> they knew back then. because They, they had knew the back then. Because they yeah. had the time Planning stamp. Their Regis yeah. and Kelly um, would still be. Yeah. 
but it's the point where Steve Martin, you know, has failed at wrangling all these 12 kids. Uh, there's a sad scene where he's sitting in the Coliseum <clears throat> and being like, oh. It's not a Coliseum. I think it's a Rose Bowl. A Rose Bowl. He's yeah. sitting sitting somewhere in a, a stadium in L.A. with a bunch of trash on the field being like, I lost. Didn't you see the scoreboard? I'm pretty sure it's the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, anyways, but. Um, and so then Bonnie Hunt's like, okay, I'm coming home. You know, uh, right. it's over. But we just have to do this television appearance with Oprah. I, thought, I, thought, <laughs> I was like, like I thought it was like, over. And she was gonna come home, but she's like, "Nope, Oprah's coming. Clean the house." <laughs> it's just a really weird. Like they have that moment, but then they. It's like we have this beat in the script, but we're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the book tour is at home. Then I can continue it. Sure, that's right. Also, if Oprah was gonna come over and shoot a segment, she would have been coming home anyway at that time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's like, oh, Oprah wanted to have the segment so badly that she was going to fly out. Or I guess Oprah lives in Chicago. Yeah. 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 Okay. Exactly. That's why it would make sense. Um, what else in this movie? Um, well. I guess Oprah, not at the time. Now, 2003, Oprah lived in Santa Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. One of the most surprising callbacks to the last film that I didn't expect at all. And I'm sure maybe you have some audio for this or something i don't i don't know if i do oh you don't okay but, I, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. beans there's be- oh beans there's beans. Oh, beans is back yes. in more ways than one <laughs> like <laughs> all i have is this pasta de la crotch <laughs> <laughs> oh god pasta de la I'm sure he said so many things that were worse than that. <laughs> yeah. And that's the one that they were like, no. All right. <laughs> I was like, is that, was that funny? Oh uh, man. It looked like he was thinking it was funny, but you know. yeah, There's probably just him again. He was half there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, beans, beans. Uh, we had a whole song about beans in the last movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now we've got beans, the frog mm-hmm. yep. son of pork, the frog that died. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> uh, we also have beans from even Stevens <laughs> in this movie playing a snooty kid from across the street. So That's right. a lot of beans. That kid is great. Wasn't expecting that through line. I love that. No. That kid is just like having a great time and his, his mom is just the worst and his dad like comes around yeah. eventually, but we have seen this trope in a bunch of the Beethoven's too, of a snooty kid with mm-hmm. rich uptight parents. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Beans. Yep. I did like when Alan Ruck was like, no, we're gonna, screw we're gonna, you. We're going to go, go look, look for, for the missing kid. kid. <laughs> we're going to go look for a missing kid. <laughs> she, she was like, humph, your kid's going to be at the milk carton. And he was like, God, you're a bitch. Was such a, I mean, that was like a really fucked up thing to say. <laughs> right. Honestly. It yeah. was. Like, like, I knew one of them was going to be on a milk carton eventually. That's really like, messed up. Jesus. Like, the kid could be dead or something. Yeah, like, right. obviously, You're just say that behind her back later. Yeah, yeah. come on. Ugh. Be civilized. Not, yeah, not while he's still missing. At yeah. least wait until they find the corpse. <laughs> yeah. oh. Then be like, I knew Do it. it. <laughs> yeah. I liked that, uh, yeah, the, you know, another thing, like, they had to move from their original house. That was another thing from the original film. Um. I joked that when they were like, uh, when they were both having to work, I was like, oh, just send the kids to Nantucket. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can trick a colonel. Whatever his name is, our handyman, racist singing handyman. Racist singing handyman. Exactly. They can just go have fun on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess some people like to think of this as like 
Ferris Bueller continuity for because it's both Chicago. Uh, uh, like, oh, Camber grew up, and yeah. I could see that and married Had his beans. mom. Yeah. Basically, okay. there was also, um, you know, uh, Bonnie Hunt's uh, maiden name was Gilbreth, right? In, yeah, in, in the, the movie. movie. Uh huh. Yeah. So that that did carry through, and mm-hmm. and I don't think we mentioned, but she was writing the book cheaper by the mm-hmm. right. If that wasn't clear when we were talking about her being an author earlier, yeah, but. It would be a, such a different book from the mother's perspective, mm-hmm. whereas the real yeah. Cheaper by the Dozen book is from the two kids. Yeah. But sure. uh, anyways, uh, another Bonnie Hunt connection is that the very extremely overplayed song Life is a Highway is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, the main song from Cars, in which Bonnie Hunt is the main female car. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. The movie is filled with that and uh, lots of emo. Oh lots, my God, so much emo. Lots of pop punk. I'm just a kid. I was I, like, uh, and that song is like all over TikTok right now. Right. Too, and I'm just like, oh God, I can't believe it. Um, all it's unironically in that movie. Those yeah. songs are like <laughs> what dates it for me. Because otherwise, yeah. Oh, yeah. if it weren't for those songs, I might be like, maybe this is the 90s, just, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. because if you didn't know the actors, you know, in the timeline, if it weren't for those songs, this thing could have easily been in the 90s. Could've, it could have been 88. Like, it's. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was funny for me, like a little music nerdy thing the, in the opening credits when you see who's like doing the, the yes music was Christoph Beck and then the supervisor was Dave Jordan and they mm-hmm. both work, uh, you know, Dave Jordan is the guy who does all the Marvel Marvels. movies. Christoph uh, Beck, Christoph. my number one most listened to artist. That's <laughs> 2021 right. on Spotify rap. It's because you were listening to his Cheaper by the Dozen score. That's <laughs> definitely not why. Uh, it's because he had the one-two punch of uh, WandaVision and Frozen 2. Yep. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and he does Ant-Man and everything. All the other Marvel His, I went through his IMDb and it's a wild ride getting to where <laughs> he's he at on, now. he like, Buffy? He yes. did like Buffy the Vampire Yes. Theater, yeah. And then like 15 years of trash movies. Yes. Yeah. You're not including this and that, are you? <laughs> yeah, wait, how, how many years you? is that? Oh, it crosses into 2003. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyler thinks this movie's trash. They put yeah. Ashton Kutcher's underwear in a trash can full of Okay, Ashton Kutcher, I guess we should talk about, because I did not. They set him on fire. I didn't even know he was in this the movie. Kutch. Like at all, I could I did not notice that at all, you and it's crazy that he's not in any of the posters or anything, yeah. um, and well, he's completely uncredited. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I wonder if he like uh, Ashton Kutcher, Wayne d- Knight, and Jared Padalecki are all completely uncredited. That's really weird because uh, yeah, I mean you couldn't remember his face that that face that he's gets hired right. for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm glad he can make fun of himself. In think, that way, yeah. I mean, it would make no. It would make not much sense, I think, to put him on the poster or anything because uh, it's not really about him. It, but he's. But like, at the time, it was a huge. Yeah, he's huge like guy. one of the most famous people at that time in this movie. Yeah. Um, it's, yes, three years after Jude Where's My Car. Yeah, yeah. So he is way more famous than any of these people. Right, but it would be weird. The kids, anyway. I guess when you're like trying to design the poster, like, right, what are you going right, to add right. this random? He dude? should be like <laughs> on the side of her, so it's clear that that's like yeah, a boyfriend yeah. or a hanger on of. Right. Sort. It would be it would be tough. You gotta yeah. already fit twelve people on. <laughs> well, fourteen people actually. Yeah. But poster design technology is not up for the challenge. Yeah, it's time. true. And now it would be the like lenticular faces. Right. Uh, like one way yeah. you look, it's the family. The other way, it's the yeah the side biggest characters. team up in cinematic <laughs> history or whatever. Um, yeah. So apparently, Ashton Kutcher and Tom Welling met in the modeling circuit and were like BFFs. 
So I don't know if that had something to do with him being in the movie uncredited or whatever. Hmm. But And I didn't realize this either, but apparently the Dax Shepard group and all those people are all punked. Yeah. camera people yeah so that's kind of what i thought or or because that's what they even that's what they look like when they come in right exactly <laughs> that's why i was like oprah you know they're, they're here to film i'm sure oprah's yeah. producers are very buttoned up and professional looking when they come around yeah, but who knows take. um but yeah ashton kutcher totally uncredited and then newman must have been like he's also at the height of his powers yeah. right now too like he, uh, uh 2003 well it just ended right when did it ended in when did seinfeld end? 99 yeah okay so i mean but he's still a like a household yeah. name for sure so i thought that was weird but you know yeah he's just there to you know fall off a ladder about six times <laughs> yeah and then i guess jared padalecki was supposed to be the Tom Welling role. Mm. He couldn't because of scheduling, I don't know, probably Gilmore Girls or he something. He looks really crap, weird right? too. He's like yeah. so young. He's and so, so then strange. they ended up giving him this bully role because they needed someone who was actually taller than Tom Welling. <laughs> which is like, you know, do? I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh shit, it's Superman versus Sam Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was so into Smallville at this time. Like, Tom Welling. I was watching this with a few friends and someone was like, why can't he just fly away? And it's like, well, you obviously didn't watch Smallville because he could not fly at that time. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, true. that's true. He didn't that get to fly until like season 84 <laughs> or <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> Supernatural ended up beating Smallville, right? Yes. By a lot or oh, only yeah. by a little? By a lot. By a lot oh, by yeah. a lot. Okay. There were like 15 seasons, yeah. <clears throat> How many Smallvilles were there? More than 10? Let's look. Okay, we're gonna look it up, it up right now. Look it up, Justin. Look it up. Only ten seasons oh, of Smallville. Only oh, ten, ten seasons. That's nothing. You're small Smallville. Yeah, I know Supernatural is like fifteen, had, right? Sixteen. Uh, fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I was fifteen. Right. I was right. Okay. Fine. 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 He ends up getting the last laugh. Jared <laughs> Padalecki <laughs> with his corn. Okay. <laughs> last laugh. Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> you know, and all the Smallville, I remember that original poster was all like the cornfield. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he, he was always getting strung up by the bullies and the speaking That's of weird CW posters. Let's talk about the Kyle XY poster where he had no belly button. And we all remember it for some reason. I don't know anything about that show. Wait, well, who was Kyle XY again? Uh, Kyle. I don't know. I don't, A different I don't know. actor. It was not any of these guys. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me if he was in this movie, though. Okay. So, like, what else do we have to talk about? I mean, I wrote, we talked about the product placement, but I was like, the most ridiculous one to me was Crate and Barrel because they're supposed to have been poor. Yeah. And so I'm like, if you got a truck full of Crate and Barrel coming to your house, you were not and you will never be poor. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, were they supposed to be poor or just like, tight on money i don't know i don't know although 12 was the number of times they zeroed out their bank account every year to make ends meet that's right <laughs> white to, privilege right there the okay yeah, only 12 oh and they didn't overdraft at all yeah <laughs> jerks jesus just flaunt your wealth in front of everybody jesus <laughs> come on um I think, uh, what else did I, uh, <laughs> the other thing I didn't expect was a, a full on Hillary Duff Christmas song. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I didn't expect that either, but I was pleasantly surprised. It was, all it was about silently peace. overdubbed and everyone's just looking at each other. And if it was slowed down just a little bit, it could be horror. It'd be like the end of Krampus. I mean, at least they didn't put it in the final scene. They just used rocking around the Christmas mm-hmm. tree because yeah. they wanted to pay a billion dollars, but they spent um, so much money on music in this movie. They really did. The song is called Peace uh, on Earth. What Christmas that, yeah. should be. Yeah. 
It's all about peace. Peace. Cheaper. There is a. I mean, I think it's pretty much over by peace, now. Peace, but there peace. was like just a. <laughs> A pandemic of uh you know songs about how christmas should be about peace on earth and yeah. people being good to each other it's like you no one watch- wants to hear that bring out the hippopotamus <laughs> and you know uh, all the funny songs grandma got, wa- got run over by a reindeer nobody cares about peace on earth could have watched your phrasing of there was just a pandemic yeah <laughs> i didn't say just did i said there yeah, was a there was, pandemic no, there of, was just a pandemic oh, oh well christmas song. <laughs> i feel like it's over though i feel like people are over it <laughs> Christmas song. <laughs> I, those Christmas songs are just the worst, though, because they they're are, preachy. They yes. You know, like... Ugh. You don't know what the real reason for the season is. Stupid. <laughs> well, that was that was actually <laughs> one of the moments that I did laugh out loud, because she, she was like, Jesus died on Christmas or whatever. And then you're like, no, you idiot. He, he died like, on Easter. Yeah. And then somebody else was like, no, no you idiot. He, he came back to life on yeah. Easter. <laughs> God, you're all stupid. Because, yeah. yeah, there's not that. I mean, they're clearly Catholic in this one because she mentions it a couple times, the mob. But just the fact that we never see them going to church or anything, but they have this yeah. whole argument, was that was really funny to me. That was, like, one of the only dialogue things that I was like, okay, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was uh, one of the, um, ad- like, one of the adult reviews on uh, Common Sense Media mentioned that, too, like, some people might be upset that they are clearly Catholic, I think, even though it doesn't show them doing anything. <laughs> really? Who's going to be upset about that? Lots I don't of know. people. Who uh, knows? Who knows? Uh, I don't even remember what the reference was now, but yeah, Bonnie Hunt at some point says something that is like pointedly Catholic, but I don't remember what it is. Oh, my God. And, and even this movie, Bonnie Hunt is 20 years younger than Steve Martin. Yes. I think one of the fun facts on IMDb was that neither of them had actually had any children yeah. when this movie came out, which is both horrifying and fine, which depending is, on which one you're talking about. Which is uh, gives some insight into the scene with the Bonnie Hunt and Tom Welling where she appears to be flirting with him. Right. <laughs> the blooper, you mean? Yeah. Where they, oh, ki- yeah. Where they kiss at the end? Yeah. yeah. yeah I was like, ah, around. Yeah. but why? It wasn't that bad. Why include that? It's weird. It was weird. But you know what? Get it, Tom Welling. He's Tom Welling. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. I'm sure and she's, Hunt bu- and she's Bonnie Hunt. Fine. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, the Catholic thing is actually in the what parents need to know. Oh, God. Oh. Some audience members may be offended by the portrayal of the family as vaguely Catholic with references to Jesus and a rosary, but no evidence of religious observance. Okay. I might be offended by that. It's true. Thank you, Common Sense Media. Do you want to read some hilarious uh, reviews from people? I do. You well, Do you want me to uh, check in with the child? Let's do some. First? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do okay, that first. Usually your reviews Stars wrap it up in. nicely. Um, okay. Yeah. Child star check-in. So a lot of these people are like already famous. So instead of like, you know, giving you an exhaustive list of what they've done, I just wrote down like an amusing fun fact about them. Nice. Um, so we can start at the oldest Piper Parabo Nora. Obviously we talked about Coyote Ugly. <clears throat> Apparently the show Covert Affairs was on for a real long time that she was the star of. So covert. You've never yeah, heard of her. It. <laughs> uh, latest thing is she's in billions, but fun fact is that, uh, she was arrested protesting the um, uh, confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh. So go Piper nice. Piper. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tom Welling, who, you know, we've already talked about Charlie Smallville, but he's, um, 
he is going to be rebooting Smallville as an animated series. He's working together with, um, oh God, the Lex Luthor guy whose name I'm Michael something. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they're rebooting it. Uh, he recently cracked a joke about how um, the Chloe Allison Mac is probably not going to be able to record. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she no. may not be available because she's in jail for a sex <laughs> cult. Oh no! Ooh, um, and also a fun fact is that he is a very distant cousin of Evan Peters. So oh. great genetic line to get into if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what Bonnie Hunt was up to. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Hillary Duff, of course, what can you say? She's amazing. Uh, Lorraine is her character's name. Uh, she is currently starring in How I Met Your Father, uh, which I have not watched. I, I only watched the first episode. How right. was it? I've not, heard it's fine. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm still... It's like, very different. I'm burned by that I hated... <laughs> I met your mother. Oh, well, this, this <laughs> one sets it up in a way that I hopefully won't ruin. Okay. Uh, All right. Maybe you, I'll you check it out. Check it watch. out. It's on Hulu, <laughs> I think. Uh, my favorite fun fact about her, and I'm like 99% sure I've talked about this before on this podcast, but I'm obsessed with the fact that her and Haley recorded for Disney Mania the We Are Siamese Cats song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh in, boy! No, in 2006, no. so three years after this movie, they thought it was okay to sing "We Are Siamese" if you please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I love that song. Let's do it. Favorite, and, and not only them, like all the adults that ran right, all the right. PR and yep. their careers, yep. and that they made their like. What I do is protect the Hillary Duff brand. There's mm-hmm. no other duets worth singing yeah. no. <laughs> in all of the Disney catalog. Yeah, this is the only one people know. Yep. Uh, all right. So Kevin G. Schmidt, who is Henry, he, uh, you know, I guess produced with Allison Stoner her exercise dance nutrition video for kids. Uh, was the, that after Step Up or? I think so. It was okay. definitely after this. Um, and Sweet. he is involved in a lot of uh, charities preventing malnutrition for kids in um, like poverty stricken countries. Uh, and his younger brother, Kendall, uh, is a member of Big Time Rush. So, yeah. you know. Uh, Allison Stoner, we've talked about at length from uh, Step Up yeah. series. Uh, we haven't checked in with her in a while, I don't think. Uh, but she is, of course, a very prolific voice actor in Phineas and Ferb and every Kingdom Hearts that there ever was. And in 2018, she came out as queer. And actually, just recently in 2021, she spoke out against uh, conversion therapy because she had uh, undergone some and, of course, suffered. Uh, and so she is an advocate against that, speaking out against it. So good for her. Uh, Jacob Smith got to play Jake. So he's the only one who got to like keep his own name in this. Nice. Uh, <laughs> And he's like kind of the daredevil-y, you know, stunt boy in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, he now is like primarily a skateboarder, I think, and like surfs. <laughs> Damn. Um, oh, he was, he was also in Party of Five. Uh, Matthew Fox lost, yes. you know. Um, <laughs> he was like, I'll only sign on to this if you change it to Party of Twelve. Twelve, yeah. He <laughs> was, only, Party of Five wasn't enough. Twelve is my number. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's like working in this field, but he graduated from a Bible college in 2018. And Hmm. in a 
Soul most skater. likely <laughs> in a potentially outdated IMDb trivia fact, it says his favorite TV show is King of Queens. <laughs> or maybe it's not outdated. Maybe that was written yesterday for all I know. It was a misquote. It was King of Kings. Uh, okay. <laughs> that is the only thing we know about him. Uh, he really likes I, King of Queens. Yeah. Yeah, won't shut up about it. That's yeah. why. Uh, Liliana Mumi, who's the redheaded um, twin, Jessica. Uh, her dad is Bill Mooney of Lost in Space, Will Robinson uh, oh. fame. Uh, nice. She also was Lucy, Charlie's younger half-sister in the Santa Claus 2 and 3. <gasps> okay. Uh, and she is also a very, very prolific. Is she coming back for the TV She show? better. <laughs> I mean, come on. She's around. She... Um, was Myrtle in Lilo and Stitch and every spinoff from that. Oh, so damn. the redheaded girl that's really mean to yeah, Lilo. Sure. Uh, and she's also one of the buddies of the Buddies franchise. Oh, so maybe we'll oh. have Space to buddies? see her again. Nice. Santa Buddies, all the Buddies. No, line in the sand. We're not doing We're not doing Buddies? Yeah. Okay. Well, she's a buddy. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, she's a personal trainer. We've done too many dogs and too many families, and but it's broken us. Talk. <laughs> We've only done one talking dog. Right, it's true. Wait, Beethoven talk. Airbud doesn't talk. Right yeah, I think he does in the later ones. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Right. We don't know. Right away. <laughs> he learns to talk later. Hey, that's what happened to Beethoven. I that's didn't know right. it was going to be a magical candy cane. In the sequel, he ordered at the drive through, okay? Yeah, he did. Uh, okay. All right. Yep. She's a personal trainer and she just got engaged. So, congratulations. Congrats. Uh, Morgan York. Kim, which is the other twin sister, she uh, she was in the Pacifier with okay. Cecil, and she is now a fantasy author and editor and a Twitch streamer and podcaster. Oh, fun! Yeah, uh, Forrest Landis, Mark. FedEx, which, by the way, both a product placement and messed up nickname yes. for your brother. It's, it's, so messed it's up. funny when they first called him that. I was like, what is the joke? I'm not getting yeah. it. I think they're just going to move on and I'm never going to understand why that was the joke. Shut up, FedEx. And then they explained it <laughs> yeah. in great detail and continued talking about it for the entire movie. It's also like another thing that's weirdly fancy for like the crate and barrel thing. Right. Where, like if they're in rural Illinois, it's like, just call them postman. Like, right, right. <laughs> or like... Isn't the joke usually like the milkman? Or yeah, right, yeah, like, like, why, like FedEx. Like, okay. FedEx, yeah. Um, yeah. So FedEx, uh, he's, I can't find anything about him other than he is a skateboarder. <laughs> he likes to skateboard. <laughs> I don't know how professionally, but that's, that's all that there is on his Skateboarding, Instagram. Skateboarding, King of Queens. Skateboarding. Um, Blake Woodruff, Mike, who is like the younger daredevil-y looking kid sure um he, he looks like Charlie you know Cox. also likes to skateboard and surf but he is a real estate agent <laughs> so <laughs> he has a job that is not just skateboarding all right uh and then finally the twins brent and shane kinsman nigel and kyle uh they were famously also the twins in uh desperate housewives until they did the time jump and then they got recast with those older Redheaded twins. But anyway. Sure. I have no idea what you're talking Didn't about. Didn't watch that show. Okay, fine. Uh, but they graduated in 2021 from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Slow. 
And uh, I don't know what they're up to now, but that's, you know, they, they had to wait a long time for their diplomas. It was a whole thing because of the pandemic and, you know, uh, they were sad. I was like, how do you know that? Because well, they posted like, God, it took two years for this freaking diploma to show up, you know, like that kind of thing. So, yeah. Poor buddies. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then Stephen Anthony Lawrence Beans from uh, Even Stevens. Got to talk about him. Uh, he was recently spotted uh, working as a... Recently spotted. Well, I mean... He that just was, sounds funny. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, because people found out and then started taking pictures with him. He was a Santa's helper at a at the Sun Valley Shopping Center in Concord. Oh, man. In 2020. But this was, like, right at the same time that Shia LaBeouf was, like, totally getting beaten in... That's... Poor choice of words was getting uh, criticized a lot in the press for for women beating and being horrible and all these things. So the headlines at the time were like not making fun of Beans. They were like, "Hey, Beans is fine. He's sure better off than Shia LaBeouf." <laughs> Damn, you know, like, look, somebody went to the mall and took a picture with him. Yay! You know, that's <laughs> so funny. So yeah, all right, go Beans. He's so, funny in this movie. I think. Yes. Yeah. So that's the child uh, star check in. So let's get back to common sense media. Common sense media. All they want you to know is there's lots of sex talk in this movie, apparently. She did say that the last, what, six kids just, just fell walked out? out. Yeah, yeah, she walked out, which was funny. That was funny, yeah. They uh, they actually go real hard on this movie. They're, they're in Under the Is It Any Good, it says, Cheaper by the Dozen is not a movie, it's a product. With a <laughs> script right off the assembly line and direction on automatic pilot. But uh, I, I thought some of the reviews were funny. Let me read a, just a couple here. This is from an adult. Okay. Turned it off after 10 minutes is the title. It says, I didn't have the energy to explain to my 10 and 12-year-old what a vasectomy was. There was a bit too much innuendo right at the beginning, and it was uncomfortable to watch, so off it went. 10 and 12, and you don't want to tell them about a vasectomy? Also, like... You don't have to go into the details. Just say it's a surgery, and now daddy can't have babies anymore. Like, yeah. Also, like, were the kids immediately like, Mommy, what's a vasectomy? Or what? were they just watching the movie? I, I'm sad, and so, I need to take a nap It now. goes by so fast. <laughs> I mean... It's just a medical procedure. There's nothing salacious about it. Uh, I guess You're, it is kind of funny that he didn't stay off her for the two-week period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is funny. Uh, here's Good a, for them. Here's a four-star review from an adult. Oh. Uh, it says, uh, the title is A Few Sexual Displays. Mm. <laughs> says, I that's, my, that's my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> the Life and Times of Tyler Hymanson. A, a Few, few Sexual, sexual Displays. displays. <laughs> it's a three-chapter book. <laughs> hey, I only said a few. What were you expecting? It's more of a, yeah, a short, short. Yeah, it's a novella. novella. Why, why were they displays? <laughs> yeah. It says... Uh, it says, I because saw it this. go well. <laughs> <laughs> the fire department had to be called. Oh, <laughs> says, I saw this with my kids and they loved it. However, there were a few times where they showed some sexually inappropriate parts. An unmarried girl living with her boyfriend, <laughs> etc. Oh, my God. I highly doubt your children will notice it, though. Uh, there's a part where the girl and her boyfriend are in bed together, although it just shows them sleeping. That was an insane moment where, like, he walks out in his boxers in the middle of the house when Oprah's coming over, and he's just like, "Wait, like, hey, bro!" It's <laughs> just like, "Read the was room." He in his dude. boxers yes. only? I thought he yes. had a shirt. Well, yeah, he was wearing a shirt. Oh, a shirt and boxers. boxers okay, yeah. 
No, I mean, yeah, it's very like stupid at this point to think that they've ceded control to the kids in so many ways, but they're yeah. really about to die on this hill of not having her boyfriend over. Right. But it's also just disrespectful to act like that. Yeah, like, well, for sure. At least sneak him out the window or something. For here's, a, here's a, uh, this is, I thought this was running to you. Uh, it has some questions for you as well. Uh, here's a, the parent of a 10-year-old, okay? Four stars, but it's just all complaining. Okay, uh, sexual references include including a dog who attacks a boy's genitals. How is that sexual? And starts to lick them and eat them because his Which underwear was- Which is certainly was, something that this person's ever done. Yeah, because his <laughs> underwear was dumped in meat while still closed. Then when he escapes, the scene is about one minute of a family of dogs trying to get his ass, but, but he escapes. Okay. I don't think that's sexual so, either. Yeah, no, if, if Ashton Kutcher had for one second been like, oh, you know, like then, but he didn't. He was clearly dis, in discomfort the Somebody, entire time. Whoever wrote that review was thinking about licking his genitals. Sure. Uh, and then it says, uh, the same review says references to sleeping together, unmarried, and they're seen just <laughs> sleeping a girl. Uh, here's what it says. And they're seen just sleeping a girl lives with a boy while unmarried, stating that she has her own life. <laughs> okay. And then how dare she? <laughs> okay. And then um, here's a list of <laughs> what I assume are swear words, but I wonder what you think they are. Okay. Here's the letters. Uh, it's S uh, asterisk C K suck 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 okay and and then uh, S asterisk C K S <laughs> sucks sucks okay. Maybe they're sacks because we're talking about football. Because, okay, because. <laughs> or sick? Because there's the word. Because, okay, if you think it's the word sucks, then, or suck, then, then the words are suck, sucks, and suck them up. <laughs> and then, and then F dash dash dash, which would be what? Fart? Did they say fart? What? What? Freak? what? No, it's only four letters. Oh, it's like four. Uh, they didn't uh, say frog. fuck. Frog. Yeah, frog, frog. is. A, and then is it, that I like, fart joke in this. I like. I like the uh, common sense media wordle that we're doing right yeah. now. Yeah, I don't remember. Like, what fart. word is this? Suck him up. <laughs> and then it says, uh, "And a very bad has his Jimmy whipped, but kids won't notice its meaning anyways." Wait, what does that even mean? What was like, that in context? Like when, uh, like when uh, uh, Wayne Knight goes, "Someone's got his Jimmy Wilson. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> and they're gonna be like, uh, I "Guess yeah, I don't know." Yes, <laughs> I don't think it's just people being stupid. All right, let's. That's enough adults. Let's let's see what the kids say. Okay, I, I, man, living together unmarried. That's still an issue for people. That's a real problem. Multiple people. Are you gonna make Gemma start writing reviews on on this? Yeah, I she can talk. That would be, that would be amazing. Uh, I can tell a kid wrote this review because I'm going to read it as written. Okay. okay. This Sick. is a this is a teen, 13-year-old teen, uh, five stars. Funniest film ever, it says, okay? Mm. It says, need a funny family film? Then cheaper by the dozen is for you. Lots of laughs evolved in this film. Uh, <laughs> not appropriate for all kids. It's so funny to get ready to laugh hard out loud. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> and then it says, positive message, two out of five. They're not the best positive message. Um, kids throw food and scream around at a birthday party. Okay. Positive role model. Role models, two out of five. They're also not the best positive role models. Language, one out of five. Violence, one out of five. Most violence is just followed by laughs. Okay, fair enough. 
Then here's the sexual stuff, two out of five. Nora has sexes with Hank, who is a big Dirac. Tom and Kate kiss. You must watch this. Wait, What's a Dirac? I think it means to say jerk, but oh, it says, oh, oh. It says Dirac. Okay. It's a sassy giraffe. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Also, like, they, they never have sex. No. But do they have sexes? <laughs> yes, they do. Male and female, I assume, but maybe they, shouldn't presume. Ew, that's right. Do they, do they have sexes? Uh, here's another one. Uh, four, uh, three stars. No kids movie, but good messages. All right. It says it's written by anonymous. It says, it says, all right, no kids movie for sure. I think there is a lot of fights and some rude slash cruel moments. Mention of not loving us is heard. <laughs> <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's a lot of slap there's a lot of slap slash joke violence throughout the movie and then it says parents language is heard and also lots of sex mention but in the end they mainly the dad learns an important lesson <laughs> okay that person has a point i guess but Mention of not <laughs> Yeah, us. the most dangerous thing your t- children could be exposed to is a mention of the fact that other kids might think their parents doesn't love them. Because then that makes them realize it's possible for their own parents oh, not to love It's, them. oh my God, money's fake. My parents' love isn't real. God. <laughs> There's just so many. I mean, like your kid's a psychopath if they never for one second think, maybe my parents don't, like, you know. Yeah, like, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm a little bit of annoying. You have to think of all these things, like, to be a person. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's just a lot of people being like, this film is too naughty. Like this kid says, this 11-year-old naughty. says, it's okay, but naughty. 2003, huh? Huh. I can't believe she was living in an apartment with that guy. I can't they believe married. their asexual relationship. Yeah, <laughs> that's so messed up. They just the way that dog lipped Kutcher's balls. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in a in a lesser movie, like this guy would have been like for like a second while the yeah. dog was licking him, yeah. and then be like, "Oh wait, no, 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 no," you know. But that he didn't even go there. I can't believe this is the discourse we settled on on this. They do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Uh, they, the common sense media does want your to talk to your kids about why is Hollywood fond of remakes? Why oh. do they always want to talk about that? <laughs> this is not the first time that we have seen common sense media wanting you to talk to your kids about that. Yeah. And is, do they put it as a negative thing? Also, do they even mention yeah, the old movie and they're like, you should watch this. So they put too. that as a negative thing, but they're like, but please read the Bible. <laughs> well, the, like the, the same story, the, like the, you know, the rotten tomatoes, like consensus, on sure. the, uh, common sense media is inferior remake of the 1950 classic has sexual references. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh. I love the idea that a movie where the, the whole premise is that there's 12 kids has to be asexual. Yeah, they just appeared. The stork they brought them. There was, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, like they make mention of the part where he says, like, I couldn't keep her off me. It's like, oh, God, they were like, that's bringing about images of them fucking all day. I feel like people say that if they have like three kids. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would, I, yeah. You know, of all the, the weird energy and cultural garbage that's out there i mean we're laughing at snickering at some of this there's still plenty of this shit out there it was actually kind of nice to have the way that they handled the kids and the amount of them and there's lots of reasons and prejudice that you could have of like oh that person has a lot of kids you make assumptions about their religion or whatever else it is and they had a a very just they, they loved each other which was a nice way to to handle this and it's amazing to me 
that there's all these people that are just reviled by it. <laughs> well, th- this movie makes it seem like 12 was their number. Yeah. So we got to have 12. Well, actually, also, they said the dad liked his. So the dad brother. had seven brothers and sisters. Right. He came from Romney. And actually, I do think it was like sort of an interesting character turn that the reason the mom wanted to have so many kids is because she had no siblings. and was like yeah. sad and lonely. Um, well, wasn't it like I thought she's had a sister that passed away or something. Did she say that? And they buried her in the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't remember. I thought that. I thought it was something like that. It might have been, but I just remember that sad. Clearly shows a sad little girl (laughs) looking out at bigger families. But yeah, so that she's actually the woman from. That's actually like a more interesting character question about like why should we have these kids instead of like yeah hey we could uh, practice our efficiency work on them you know I I do think it yeah the point is that I think that it's one of the things that the movie handled upgraded and handled better. Right. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it's an affront to decency. Yeah. Oh, but, okay, so I do still want to say that uh, once again, we're still dealing with an extremely white family. Yes. Yep. Uh, so white that they make fun of the like redheaded kid for coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere yep. Else. Yeah, and, and because he has glasses and no one else does. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> It's still a white privileged family, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it, they can have all these kids and not, you know, there, there's never actually a question of can we afford to live? It's mm-hmm. always like, will Hillary Duff have to wear Piper Parabo's old clothes or not? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is the the thing that we're, we're like yep. worried about here as far as like the money. Um, oh, well, I have to be like a, oh, well, I have to be a coach for a lesser team. Not like yeah. I'll have no job at all. Like he would just right. like downgrade to a different team. And I know that it takes <laughs> supposed to take place in like, you know, a suburb of Chicago, right? Probably rich, fancy suburb. But yeah. like there are no ethnic people, even mm-hmm. in this, like the Not mom's even on the book football agents. Team. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I, yeah. The, the football team was completely white too. I thought I well, saw at least we, one we like just, we just never, guy. We just never really saw. Right. The mom's book agent was black right but other than that there is no like characters of color in this thing which you know it's kind of bad 2003 we've come you know i sometimes it feels like we're in a dark dark hole and and watching this movie it's like wow like maybe we're making progress more than i give a little i am very interested to see what if anything they do with the fact that it looks like at least half the kids are, are black and or part black in the upcoming movie. It seems yeah. to be, it looks like a blended family. I'm not quite sure because there seems to be like full on white kids also. Mm-hmm. So it may be that they get married or whatever, oh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm interested to see if they even hint towards that uh, disparity of that. It's cute to have a bajillion kids when you're white and I'm sure Gabrielle Union in this reality of having 10 to 12 children would probably deal with it much differently than Bonnie Hunt yeah. did, but I don't know <laughs> if we're going to address that. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. or we'll be, see. be seen very differently by society. Yeah. Well, Tyler, you got a rating system for us? Oh boy. Do I have one? Uh, how many ruined chandeliers would mm. you give cheaper by the dozen? 2003. They should have used that Sia. Yeah, right. <laughs> Connect back to Shia LaBeouf. To Shia LaBeouf. To yeah. Six early. degrees yeah. of beans. Yeah. We can, yeah, see a boy. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to give it 
five broken chandeliers, which is the same that I gave um, Bells on Their Toes, because it's fine. It's a perfectly fine movie. It doesn't have some of the old-timey, weird, racist stuff that we mm-hmm. talked about uh, in the, the the two movies from the 1950s. However, I do, in defense of that movie, I think it was actually doing more interesting, like more daring mm-hmm. things about the mom and her place in the world and how she was going to raise all these kids by herself and whatnot. Um, but, um, you know, this is just... it's, it's they're, they're from completely different eras but i do find it's kind of annoying that this movie came out in 2003 feels like it came out in the early 90s and isn't pushing anything anywhere except money into steve martin's bank account yeah it's just a studio family film that's it right yep uh i think i'm gonna also give this five uh hanging broken chandeliers uh i think this is like just a totally like meh harmless movie but i also feel like for some people out there, this is probably like their favorite family film to watch with their families, you know, or whatever. Just, and I, and just I, for timing reasons. Yeah. And I do, I do think that like, you know, uh, I know there, I, lots of the, uh, you know, reviews also said that it was like, they were, people were disappointed that it wasn't like the book at all. Uh, and I was like, okay, well maybe if you watched the trailer, you would have been like, it's, oh, it's obviously not like the book. But, um, I think that it yeah, does it's a, a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it does a good job of like, modernizing and giving like a different look at what it might be like with, uh, uh, 12 kids under different, uh, parenting, you know? Um, and I, I really kind of enjoyed the chaos of it. And I liked that it all built to this kind of like that whole, like looking for Mark thing. I don't know. I got, yeah. uh, you know, being a parent, like, and I had like a little earlier today, I had a little moment where I was like, I can't find my daughter for like a second. And <laughs> so I was like really kind of like, you know, connecting with that in that moment. But I think this is just like harmless film. It's not great. It's not good. But if, you know, whatever, if you want to watch it, like, fine. <laughs> I have to ask, did, did any of you ever run away when you were, when you were of that age? I not- mean, I think I thought I did, but I probably never got any farther than the park, which was three doors away. Yes, I definitely packed all of my street sharks into a Snoopy backpack and went to the park. Oh. <laughs> I never ran. A, there was one night where I wanted to rent a movie uh, to watch with a friend or something. And my parents were like, no. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I'm going to walk there by myself as a uh-huh. young child. And I made it pretty far actually <laughs> before, they, before they came and drove and got me. But I, and I then did they rent away. the movie? No, they, I, I went home and was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what movie would you walk 1,000 miles for? Cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't remember what it was. That's probably yeah. the page master. Although, did Could your be. parents ever, like, lose you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I once got, quote, unquote, lost on Tom Sawyer Island for probably what was less than 90 seconds. But my mom still hates Tom Sawyer's Island. Oh, man. That's so. funny. Did you give uh, your rating? No, not yet. Oh, I will sorry, not. I will not tell my my last story because I don't for the sake of my mother. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, my mom will get mad yeah, that I probably didn't mention that one. Uh, sorry, I, boy. I guess I'm also gonna give it five. It's fine. Yeah. It's harmless. Uh, but it's yeah. It's a movie. It's like it's not funny. It should be funnier, but also like I don't know. It's a family film, so like. If it's just going to please parents and get them to go like, oh, then it yeah. does its job there, I yep. think. So I don't know. It's it's okay. And maybe 
it taught a whole generation of people not to have a lot of kids. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Smart. If it did one thing. <laughs> Thanks, John Levy. Yeah. It is interesting that this whole thing is like, these parents have decided, like, we had all our kids. The littlest ones are now, you know, off to kindergarten, and now we want to focus on our careers. Like, I feel like that was another kind of 90s, yeah, I think early that's 2000s real. trend, whereas, like, now... With our generation or the later generations, like no, no, I'm going to do the stuff that I want first, first before I have the kids. Yeah, if even kids, you know, yeah. like so. yes, well, it's easier to do that when you have own when you own a house. You see, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. These people could have two houses. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Um, all right, well, cool. I mean, like I said in the beginning, this one did pretty well, and so they yeah. greenlit a sequel that is out just two years later in 2005. Different director. Some new cast members. Cheaper by the dozen two is what we'll be talking about next week. Cheaper by the baker's dozen. <laughs> Cheaper by the baker's dozen. Oh, um, what was the purpose of the slide that went from the attic all the way to the backyard? I, I thought that was funny. I did enjoy the like, everyone's getting to pick their rooms. And then the one kid who's like weird is like, you get this like lemony snicket themed room. <laughs> I mean, it was a cool room though. And he had a slide. I did like one of the IMDb trivias was like, they didn't need to climb down the rope to go to the kid's birthday party. They could have taken the slide. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, it's probably some prohibition thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. Because it wouldn't be like a trash chute because why would you take the trash all the way up to the attic yeah, first? And it went all the way outside. So it was like definitely like there were two slides. It wasn't away. for laundry. No, I don't know. It was, uh, weird, it was some weird, it's like some weird thing. Uh, I totally was like, he's in a fantasy movie for like two seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so next week we'll be talking about Cheaper by the Dozen 2. The big uh, addition is Eugene Levy, I believe. That's the, that's <gasps> that's the big. Right. That's the big added. No uh, relation to Sean. <laughs> yeah, that's the big added. Well, yeah, and it's a different director. So, um, but uh, before uh, you know, in the meantime, Elis, where can people reach out? Send us an email to sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And please rate and review us wherever you're listening. Uh, helps other people find the podcast. We really appreciate right. it. And next week, uh, yeah, we'll see what the Baker family is up to now. Uh, we uh, see if we lose any kids, get any different ones, uh, same actors. I have no idea. Oh, just, we didn't even celebrate this during the child charge check-in, but nobody's dead. Yeah, everyone is alive, so the curse is over, Tyler. All right, <laughs> they put the blood sacrifice worked. Hopefully, everyone survives till next week's episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week for cheaper by the dozen two. What wishes will you make? is near will your dreams be the same as they were last year will you ask for a little will you ask for a lot and when you make your list will there be something you forgot